Hello and welcome to another phase. I'm your host Tamara Dreesen, author of Luna and the Crystal Code. I'm a tarot reader and crystal healer and this is a podcast for the Luna curious and mystical seekers. So babe, this is the final episode of the series but the exciting thing is that means that there are now 18 episodes of me talking to people who totally inspire me about things that I think that everybody could benefit from knowing about like out in the world and if you've been listening to this for a little while you will know how much I have been loving recording these conversations. We've talked about astrology, manifestation, self-care, spiritual activism, sex magic, intuition, tarot, rituals, and we've got real about some of our personal experiences. Every episode has been my absolute favourite in its own way, and I am so grateful to all of my incredible guests for supporting me to make this series what it is, and also my podcast editor, Chris, who is from the Pod Farm, for helping me actually get all of this out there, and thank you for listening and being part of this ride. This week's guest is someone who I know through Instagram, and you know what it's like, I'm, I know, I know that you're going to know what this like, is like, but you know what it's like, how many times have I just said that? Anyway, you know what it's like, <laughs> one more time, when you've been following someone for a while on Instagram, so you feel like you actually know them, but you've never actually spoken to them before, maybe through DMs, or maybe not even that, you've just liked their posts. Well, her name is Alexis Smart, and she makes the most incredible flower remedies that hit differently to any others that I have ever tried before and taken since. If you're one of my clients, then you might have even been like, I might have even recommended them to you. Like these bottles are small, but very, very mighty. And the reason that I am raving about them is because they've truly made a difference to my life, which you will hear about, like all, you'll hear, hear all about it in this conversation. I've tried, what have I tried? Like, um, I've tried Unburden, I've tried Personal Assistant, I've tried Ganesh, I've tried In Love, I've tried I Quit. So as you can guess, I've tried a few <laughs> and they've all worked differently. Like, and I've had, like, I've loved the results from them. I think that Alexis is so cool and down to earth. I've listened to her on a few other podcasts over the years, which is another reason why I feel like I know her. And I've loved listening to her and kind of getting to see her journey over the years. And you can imagine like that I was like a little bit starstruck when firstly she said yes to being on here. I was like, oh my God, I can't believe it. And then when like we were recording, it was like getting ready for a first date. I like, I was like, I'm going to wear my new cardigan, I'm going to look good, I'm going to feel confident, but this cardigan that I put on must have been made out of something like synthetic, so like while I was waiting for Alexis to come online, I was like so hot and sweaty, but luckily, and then I noticed an email from Alexis saying that she was running late, so I could quickly change my top, but enough about that, like this episode is one of those episodes where I'm like, was that a podcast episode or me just chatting to a friend? And I don't know about you, I love, they're my favorite ones, I think. Like, I love it when they turn out like that. Alexis explains, like, how 
flower remedies work and all of the synchronicities that led her to discovering this healing practice and how it might like totally changed her life and helped her to heal herself which I think you're going to find really fascinating I also talk about how her remedies have changed my life (laughs) and helped me bust through writer's block when I was writing the crystal code and I honestly think that it wouldn't be the same book if it hadn't have been for Ganesh, which is the remedy that really helped me at that time. We talk about crystals and their healing powers. Oh, and yeah, like that also just made me think like while I was recording and talking about it, I was like, I miss talking about crystals. I think I've been so busy promoting Luna and talking about all things the moon that my crystal chat has just kind of like been like just on a little hiatus so even though I've been working with crystals in my own life I haven't been talking about them that much so that I was like oh yeah like I need to talk about that more like I want to talk about that more it's exciting for me but another thing yeah like it's one of those I feel like this conversation was really expansive for the both of us Alexis has one of the things we were talking about is that we're talking about our dreams and Alexis has totally inspired me to get back into writing down my dreams in the morning which I've been doing since I've only done it two days in a row at the time of recording this, but as soon as I wake up, I just reach for my phone, which I do anyway, which I really don't like that I do, but anyway, I'm trying to make it work for me by writing down my dreams instead of checking in with things first thing in the morning. And then, yeah, I just write down my dreams, like what I can remember on the notes app on my phone. And I've been so surprised at how much I can recall as I'm writing. Like, you know, you think, oh yeah, I'm just gonna remember snippets, but it just kind of flows through. My dreams have been so vivid over the last few months. I don't know if it's connected to the CBD oil that I've been taking over the last like few months. It's by a brand called Luna and Leaf and I really like it. Like I really like how I've been feeling since I've been taking it. And yeah, the dreams have been vivid. So I'm curious to see if I can uncover any messages from my dreams. So while I'm deciphering them, I'm going to let you enjoy this episode. But yeah, before when um, I was like going to my drawers, and I'm actually like a secret hoarder of your bottles. Oh really? <laughs> like, I've got loads of like empty bottles, but I was like, at least I know now. Like, and I don't know if I've like I don't know why I've saved them all. But I think just because I think they're so magical. Hmm. I have thrown some of it. I haven't like kept every single bottle, but like I, I have ended up like hoarding a load. But um, yeah, like I've realised like the ones that I kind of go back to is Ganesh, Unburden, my personal assistant. And I've tried in love as well. But I haven't tried the beauty formula one. Ganesh was the one you felt most resonant. Yeah, just before. Well, yeah, so I had, um, I only had like a little bit of Ganesh left. And I thought, I'll just, as I'm talking to you, just take a few drops. And then I just, as soon as I took it, I just felt really like giddy. (laughs) Um, Hmm, let me think. Well, once we talk more, I bet I'll be able to figure out some Ganesh that is like, making you feel so good. I mean it's the whole thing probably but and it is for artistic creative people which you are and um kind of um stimulates interest so like if you're feeling a bit dreamy or spaced out it might make you feel a little bit like engaged and 
you know, energized. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like, yeah, overexcited now. That, like, I was, like I said, it felt when I was getting ready before that, that first date kind of like nerves, like put, put my jumper and I was like, oh my God, this is too hot. Like I need to get changed. Yeah. Well, overexcited is good. I mean, that's better than the opposite. Mm. Yeah, so, definitely. Um, definitely. I mean, it's cool that you're hoarding them because um, like I do that. Look, I've got this like empty moth-eaten bottle of beauty formula. It's really like, and I have access to more, yeah. more and, but I think because you know with vibrate it's a vibration it's that's what's in it it's mm. a vibrational remedy and so in a way like just having the vibration of that remedy around would you could access it maybe mm. yeah um, but what ones have you just taken oh I've got a bunch lined up here so um <laughs> before we started mm-hmm. that's like my all-purpose calming stress reliever because I was um late and when I'm late it makes me all wound up and like and I lose things and I trip and fall and like Mm. so I took the first aid also because you know this is like just it's like a date you were saying like a first yeah (laughs) that to kind of calm down and then I thought oh no I look awful on zoom like look how pasty and so I took some beauty formula and I swear it worked it really works you just feel like oh you don't you don't care how you look amazing yeah I haven't tried that one because how many formulas have you got 20 something I have 19 oh. adult and five kids so okay you'll make your way through them in your lifetime <laughs> you'll <laughs> yeah. the need for beauty formula number eight <laughs> you know and another 10 years yeah, well, I, don't know, I feel like maybe I, as you're saying, I'm like, maybe I do need beauty formula number. Is it number eight? Have you got another beauty formula? I have one? two. I've got eight. Eight was the first one I invented. And that was for like an alternative to Botox and filler. And, right. um, but it also makes you feel really good inside. And then mm-hmm. I realized we, that's for women like 30s and up or 40s. You know, when you're starting to think, mm. oh, look a little. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> I'm keep lock- um, over lockdown I've been like I've got into doing like facial massage and um I just keep doing that and it's made such a difference I need to do that to my face I just feel like my face is tense all the time which is what beauty formula relaxes your your facial tension mm. so it's like you know that's what Botox does um but this yeah that it from an emotional standpoint of like why are you doing that <laughs> so yeah you know, inside like you're not frustrated or holding tension your face will re- reflect that so kind of like did your mom ever say don't make that face it'll stick that way yeah <laughs> same principle um and then but but I have a beauty formula seven which is for younger like preteens through you know so it's less anti-aging and more about like beauty and clear skin and and like confidence in your identity and not comparing yourself to others and peer pressure and like all the things that happen when you're young and you look in magazines and think like yeah that you don't want to be yourself and you should be different and so and then I'm coming out with a rosacea one Ooh. um we did a trial and it was really really good results so that's coming soon amazing and like how do they work for anybody like for me I'm like I don't care they just do (laughs) but for anybody that is like how how do they work um well they're they're so different than what we're used to so um like Mm -hmm. we're used to things that affect our physiology and even with herbs and alternative medicine um they'll work on our organ systems and body 
And but um, flower remedies are more in the in the um, classified as vibrational, so they're like homeopathy, if you know anything about that, mm -hmm. and more like like the way acupuncture works. Um, they and uh, anything that accesses life force, the chi, or you know, um, so that affects your kind of um, an energy within you that it will stimulate self healing. So we all have a self healing mechanism um, that is just a super intelligence in our, not just in our bodies but in our spirits. And so um, the flower remedies work by like. Um, I'll tell you more about how they're made and stuff, but yeah. the idea behind them is that they they flood you with positive feelings um, and the negative traits go. So like rather than what we're used to is um, fighting against things like antibiotics and antidepressants and you, you suppress. With these, they they like with jealousy, for example, like you would take holly and it would flood you with love and then once you're just filled with love, the jealousy just goes. Like rather than don't be jealous, that's a bad yeah. feeling. <laughs> like calm down. <laughs> it's not going to calm you it's down. You're crazy. Yeah. Because you know it's in there. Like oh no, I'll I will reveal myself. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so this is like the idea behind them is, and so but they're made by. Uh, they've been around since the 30s, and they were invented by a British doctor named Dr. Edward Bach, who was. He wasn't just a doc. He was like um, a pioneer in vaccines and immunology. And he was a very big researcher and um, had a Harley Street office. And um, he, but he felt like the body only was being treated in medicine. He felt unsatisfied mm -hmm. with like his patients would come back and maybe they'd have no arthritis, but they'd be still depressed or grief stricken. And he thought, this is not complete healing of uh, just the body being better is to me, not, this isn't, um, this isn't enough like that. So he, and he thought that um, like homeopath, uh, homeopathy believes is that all illness begins in a disruption in the spirit. So, you know, mm. most illnesses you can trace back to a trauma or a loss or something that happened that was not healed. And then some, somewhere later, it, it manifested in the body. So he thought, mm -hmm. um, why not find a system of healing that will prevent those things from happening, physical illness, by treating the spirit first? And so and he just knew he was very intuitive and connected to something. And he knew that nature had the answer and, and that flowers specifically held the key. And he like left the practice and moved to the countryside in Wales and he just studied flower. He was, he did all these, he made the um, homeopathic remedies from flowers first. And then he thought, no, they should be different. They prepared differently. So he hmm. made them by um, floating blossoms in a bowl of spring water and mm -hmm. a crystal bowl for some reason. And um that water was then charged with the energy, the healing energy of that flower. And then he would go to his patients who had illness and treat, he tried them on, on them. And, you know, a woman with um, migraines, he would give the remedy for her personality type, not for the migraines. So it's just a totally different way of thinking. Um, and yeah. the migraines would get better, but also she'd be happy. Um, so that wow. started. And um, he discovered 38 different essences. Um, and um, 
yeah so i'm not sure how they, they work more um they're more like in the quantum science category yeah. because they're very very dilute so if you took this to a laboratory they wouldn't see um you know an essence of wild rose or clematis or something yeah like see spring water or with the brandy um <laughs> so so and and the same with homeopathy very very dilute and but it's funny because like homeopathy is over 200 years old and this is now um how many are through you know almost 100 do you say 1930 yeah 30s yeah, yeah. so yeah um, but they knew that what we're learning now, like we're starting to see that water holds memories and that water is a conductive element that can hold memories and information. And so um, that it's kind of based on that principle. Yeah. Because I'm sure like, it's like um, Mr. Oh, Masuro Emoto who took the photos yeah. of the water. Exactly. Like, it's like that, isn't it? Totally. And I discovered that book way before I found flower remedies and it really yes and it was I was going through something in my life like I just had some big changes in my life and I used to go to this really lovely little Japanese restaurant where the guy made mm. like he was an angel the owner this chef and he would make these little bowls and kind of macrobiotic type food and mm. one day out of nowhere he just came up to me and said um can I share uh, something with you? Me and my mom were there. Said, oh, yeah. And he said, he came over with these jars of rice, um, brown rice. Like, and, and I said, what's up? And he said, <laughs> I have these two jars of rice. Um, they're saying rice. I know it's terrible that I'm doing an impression, but he was just, he was so sweet the way he spoke. And he yeah. said, um, in this rice, uh, it was all white and clear. He said, on this rice, every day I, I, I wake up and I hold the jar and I say, thank you. And this rice, I say, you fool, <laughs> you fool. <laughs> this other, which in Japanese Aww. is just the worst thing you can say, you fool. Yeah, and yeah, completely. <laughs> and um, on tape, also in Japanese, um, were those words written on it. So he said, look at mm. this, the thank you rice, look at it, it's all white and clean after two weeks. Mm. and the you fool rice was covered in black mold and of course wow. like I don't know why he's telling me and I don't even care I'm just blown away <laughs> and I said yeah this is incredible what possessed you to do this like what made he said, oh hold on I'll be right back so then he brings the Emoto book and shows mm. and I'm just like that moment changed my whole life. I think it was at that moment. Wow. That, like an angel who's an actual angel. He was a total angel. And like, that is the thing that I needed to see to open my mind to the possibility of everything I, I got into from then on. I was like mm. in a different paradigm, you know? Uh, yeah I'm getting like full body tingles as you're saying that yeah I, and sometimes I forget about that book or talking about that book with people to help them understand and um I think I'll start sharing more about that book and mm. um for people listening you should talk about it because it's so cool and beautiful yeah yeah and so it just it just blows you away just the I mean also it's quite mind-blowing in a sense because we're like 
if say that you're saying you're fo- the full thing instead of the rice we're saying that to ourselves yeah and we are however many percent water yeah yeah that's how powerful it is to say those affirmations and <laughs> and even if we don't want to believe it at that time to just keep saying it because that lands and can shift our energy and our the, how we're made up yeah and those patterns become like um you know if you do the same thing over and over again if you draw a circle in the same spot over and over again you're going to get an indent you're going to get a circle shape right and that thing Mm, yeah (laughs) we're doing and everything's about patterns and um and vibration um so and it's like a lot not to do with the conscious mind it's like beyond that um so it's all mysterious and wonderful, I think. And, mm. um, and I'm just so glad that Dr. Bach thought to do this. It was, um, he really was guided and um, mm. there's a purity about his work and his intention that um, I don't know. I like, never found there to be a hole in his, in his writing or something. I went, mm, that doesn't, I don't like that. Or, you know, mm. so I'm kind of strict and, classical when it comes to like I follow him and I've tried other essences but and they're fine but they're not reliable in terms of um how they're written about like they're written they're talked about by other people who um I don't know where their information is coming from you know what I mean yeah definitely that's why I think it's so important for people to like you said just have that kind of critical thinking sometimes when we're reading things of the integrity of like what where that information's come from it's everything it is everything i'm that's what i feel more and more i'm not saying that i'll blindly believe anybody i like but no. um, <laughs> you have to have like the vessel has to be cl- clean mm. pure for like or i will not listen you know mm. but you just know it as well don't you yeah i do yeah. i mean pat i'll tell you like um in the past, my biggest missteps in life have been when I didn't listen. I knew, and I mm. like you know, in personal relationships or work things, or um, where I knew that wasn't the source wasn't good. And I, I was, oh, mm. why do you think that? Or, but I was always right in the yeah. end. So it's hard. I think that's part of the personal development and the journey that we go through life. Like you have have those like even as you're saying that I'm like (laughs) these memories of those times where I've ignored my intuition or like you're saying that something's not right and you kind of end up getting gaslit because they're like no everything's fine or this is an opportunity or like you should do this and then you don't trust yourself Mm -hmm. and then after you're like I knew yeah maybe (laughs) um um that's kind of there's a remedy serrata that I should take more often but that's for people who are very like there's a the positive is they're very intuitive and that's how they should live their lives and when they're imbalanced uh they're out of balance they they doubt everything and they go against their inner knowing and they do these foolish things and but they always say like I knew better and so um yeah I've needed that a lot like I was (laughs) Even not taking Serato is a super Serato thing to do. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to take it. Yeah. But I think that something that I keep coming back to at the moment is like we resist the thing that we need the most. Yeah. Even if it's something that's going to make us feel better <laughs> and maybe improve the way we're living, we resist it. Yeah. Because I was listening to you on 
I've listened to like well, I've listened to you on the To Be Magnetic podcast, and I've listened to you on Alexi Wasser's uh, podcast. I love that one with you too because it just feels like you're having like such a good chat, and you're like old friends, <laughs> and I feel like part of your world. <laughs> yeah, and then I feel like oh gosh, have I just been a dead horse with this story? Or no, um, but you know, I might say something I didn't say before. Mm. And and so how I found flower remedies was um, I was um, in a point in my life where it, I really was lost and suffering on many levels physically. Um, I had undiagnosed tropical illness from Egypt that later I found out was probably malaria. But um, for five years I had fevers for after this trip to Egypt and nobody f- could figure it out. And then um, I was also just I was heavily I was grief stricken. And um, I had had a, an abnormal number of people die and really close people mm. to me, people I was in love with, um, mother figures like that all died within maybe a year and a half. And um, and then I, I think I just felt like a shell, but I didn't know how bad I was. I was just very lost and um, kind of searching for answers. And so medically, I got nothing. And um and no answers for the malaria or the health stuff. And I was kind of wasting away and losing weight and um, angst. And I was, had terrible anxiety. I started getting really anxious. And, um, and oh, also just, I, I, I just had a lot of body shame and hated the way I looked. And I was an actress at the time, just for money. Mm-hmm. Like I did commercials and modeling and stuff. And, you know, I just think about my hair oh if it's my hair my hair is wrong not you know my spirits yeah (laughs) by chance I um I was always like trying to find a picture of a hair color I could take my hair I used to be a hairdresser I I used to have clients I used to be a hairdresser just find a picture then I'll get the right hair yeah like my whole life I was young, I mm. and um, so my friend who knew that I was always looking sent me a picture of this British model, Jodie Kidd, mm. and said, you kind of look like her. This color would look good on you. So I started Googling her <laughs> frantically, you know, <laughs> talking Jodie. And, um, and I come upon this article of her. It's just like she's got no makeup, and she's with this woman. And they're by the ocean and and I click on it and it's like a story about her healing journey hmm. and this flower remedy practitioner who, and it said Jody Kidd um, was tired all the time and having panic attacks and losing weight and this and that. And nobody could figure out what was wrong. And then she went to this woman, Diana Mossa, um, she's in England. And she said, she did this test and she gave her flower remedies and um, she cured her. And I just thought, like something like the full body chills yeah. you were talking about. I just went, this is the answer. This is the, an- this is my answer. Flower, rem- this is it. Wow. And I knew about flower remedies, just like rescue remedy. And I'd seen them in the health food store and I tried them and they never worked for me. Um, you know, I love the idea of some the magic drops mm. that like, <laughs> oh, this is for confidence. Um, they didn't work. So, but I just knew flower remedies flower room so that that morning I went out and uh I'd taken my mom to the doctor and went to get a juice and 
past this store I passed hundreds of times that I thought was a spa. Yeah. And I just looked in the window and it said English flower remedies. And I went, and it was Ooh. always closed or looked like, like they just, they didn't want business. It looked <laughs> like one of those stores, like, are they even open? Like, you know, there was a screen in the window so you couldn't see in, see what was going on. It was called the healing water. Okay. And, um, and it, it's in West Hollywood. And um, so I just thought, this is nuts. I, I have to go in mm-hmm. there. And I went in and two women, and there were crystals everywhere and orisoma bottles, yep. do you yeah, know yeah. This? Yeah. Um, and books and beautiful incense and like just this wonderland, you know, where just in West Hollywood and just a magical little shop and um, a seat in the window in the sun and I just didn't want to leave. I thought this place feels so good. <laughs> and uh, so I went up and said, um, I I saw English flower remedies. I, I have panic attacks. And I think that's what they're called. I don't know. I just, um, and this woman said, um, now I know her. Her name's Teresa. And she was a beautiful, white-haired, ageless person. And she said, write your name down. And on this piece of paper and come back in 10 minutes mm. so I went and got the juice and came back yeah it's all like very <laughs> mysterious and, um so she had this bottle like say you know like yeah. that and um Tomsa, I meant to say and um it had my name on it and like seven different flower essences or six and um she said take this and in three days you'll feel hot a lot better and in three weeks you'll be a whole new person which of course all I wanted yeah. was to be a new person <laughs> yeah. so um I felt like just the way you feel when you know there's truth like mm-hmm. I just it was like a pair, I saw the whole trajectory of my life now going in a different direction in that moment mm. can't even explain you know how that is yeah. and I found the thing yeah. I just know it and so I said, can I, what's in this? Or can I read about it? So I, I, she gave me a brochure and I read about each individual essence and everyone was a match to my disorder. Uh, like, you know, clematis for being spaced out, crab apple for obsession with my imperfections, um, Serato not trusting my instincts, honeysuckle, nostalgia stuck in the past, gentian for doubt and discouragement and large for, I remember yeah. this formula. So, well, because it uh, changed your life. You know, you're going to remember. <laughs> and that what strangely nothing for anxiety, but I didn't care. And and so I, I said, um, I have to bring my mom here. So I hightailed it back, <laughs> brought my mom. And my mom's an astrologer, herbalist, and like kind of a witch. She hates it when they say that. It's, um, she's, you know, she wasn't like skeptical about yeah. this at all. So I brought her back and they said, write your name on this piece of paper, come back. So I didn't even ask, like, why are you asking her for the piece of paper? So, sorry, she came back and we came back and my mom had her formula. And when we looked it up, it was description of her exactly. Like as if some fortune teller had just seen right into her. And so my mom and I both started this flower remedy journey at the same time. and. If I just done it alone, I, w- I might have been like, surely this can't be the remedy that's changing me on such a deep level. Um, I would have, but I'd call her and she, I thought was someone who just couldn't change. So set in her mm. ways and 
she sounded so different. And every day we were comparing notes and it was literally at day 21, she said three weeks in. Day 21, I just observed myself doing everything differently, like saying yes to things and being happy. And um, and um, I, I made all these choices that were like, I left my agent and broke up with this boyfriend who for a couple of years I'd been saying, they're gaslighting me. Why do I feel so bad? Or like, why would my agent wouldn't try to make me feel bad about myself? He wants to get money from you. He wouldn't do that. Like just, you know, but, but ignoring my feelings. Mm. And I've made these decisions like that. And I had crystal clarity, like, mm -mm. and like, guess what happened? The moment I did that and left these relationships, my panic attacks went away yeah. completely. So and I didn't even realize that until later looking that that's how it happened. And I learned something amazing about anxiety. It's not bad. It's, it's, um, it's like hunger pain telling you to eat mm. something and it's like, wake up. You, you're not living the right way and, you know, get back on the right track. So um, oh my God, that was such a long no, story. No, I loved it. But even as you were saying that about the panic attacks and it being a message, like I just got another like full body tingle thing, like just coming through because I think that people think, oh, this, when they have anxiety, they think that there's something wrong with them, not that it's trying to tell them something. Yeah, totally. And I'm so lucky that I didn't go down the road of medication mm. because when I started practicing and seeing patients or clients, um, I can't tell you how many times this was the pattern I saw. Um, I'm, I'm very depressed. I'm on three medications. Um, and their history was I had really bad anxiety. I had, I was raped. I got terribly anxious. Um, they gave me these anti-anxiety meds. They did not work. And then I got prescribed an antidepressant. They did not work. And now I have anxiety and depression and I don't feel like myself. Like it was just this and, and so um, I'm just lucky I didn't do that. You don't want to suppress your body, your body and your spirit express things in symptoms. Mm. So, you know, like in homeopathy, I learned that very strongly that like you don't want to suppress a skin eruption or any expression of a, a fever unless it's dangerously high. Mm. You know, our bodies and spirits are smart and they're, they're expressing things for a reason. So, um, so like that changed my life, that first flower remedy. Um, I felt like after having gone to years of therapy and looking for peace in my heart and that I didn't find, it finally happened and it was quick and I didn't have to believe it mm -hmm. or do a daily practice mm -hmm. or <laughs> yeah. fast or yoga or it. I just took these drops, yeah. which I love because I'm super easy. Yeah. <laughs> and then I just became obsessed with it. And I started studying it and just for myself. And then I started treating people for friends and family and for free. Because, oh, Dr. Bach was very clear that he didn't charge his patients. He would not that charge before. people. He thought it was wrong. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, I'm going to do that too. Yeah. <laughs> and then I was just starving. <laughs> Living on commercial resources. But people were like, you have to start charging. No, no. I'm going to do, I'm pure and I'm not going to, um, so people forced money on me or, you know, um, I said, Oh, buy me dinner or something. Mm. Or, um, but I made a choice finally to leave 
acting, which was just soul destroying for me because it was not my purpose. Mm. And I, I, I'm, I don't want to be a performer. And, um, and then I thought I'm going to do this professionally, even though I don't even know what this job is. Nobody, there isn't this job. Nice. But I will create this. <laughs> um, you know, I mean, the woman who helped me, she did it, but but it wasn't her job. It was this thing that people did kind of on the side mm-hmm. or maybe as part of a, another practice yeah. that they did offer. Um, but I thought this is all, my only calling. I've never felt this way. My whole life I had felt this kind of like lost feeling about what I was supposed to mm-hmm. do. The only thing I knew I liked doing was writing. Um, but I wasn't writing that much at the time. And so this this felt like it consumed my every waking moment and gave me endless energy and joy. Yeah, I think that's the sign, isn't it? When you've got like infinite energy and fight when, I don't know, what, as you were saying, what, do you know what human design type you are? Yeah, I'm an, a manifesting oh, okay. generator. I'm a generator. But when you were saying like with acting, you were just like exhausted. I think for me, like as a generator, whenever I'm doing something that I'm not into, it takes so much energy from me. And when I was hairdressing, I used to just feel burnt out all the time. I was like, I've got adrenal fatigue. I'm so tired. And then I remember well, like, I was gradually cutting down my days because similar to you, like with all of the things that I do, I didn't know anyone that did it full time that <laughs> could make, make a living, like doing crystal healing and tarot readings. And so like I fa- gradually phased out hairdressing and then I ended up just doing, I'd handed in my notice and they were like, just, can you just do like one day a week? Like we don't need to leave. So I did it for a month, but I was like exhausted as if I'd worked a whole week. And then I just, and I'd already learned about human design by then. I was like, it's cause I'm a generator. It's cause I don't want to be there. But whenever I'm like with all of my work now, like I can, it's hard, it's hard for me to switch off, but in an, when I get in the flow with something, you're just in yeah. that alignment, yeah. aren't you? You're kind of in this slipstream. Oh, I'm not too, you know, I'm like, I'll look up one thing and there'll be a book open and then it'll reference something. I'm like, I've got to open yeah. another book <laughs> in the computer and I'm just surrounded with, you know, and like, oh my God, it's got dark and I haven't eaten. Mm. I'm not, you yeah. know, um, it's good. It's a passion. Mm. But I, would, like, I wonder, like, because I'm pr- wondering if like people that, some people that are listening to this, like, how do I find my passion? Like, how, how do I how does that come because I'm trying to think like for me and for you like it's just it's not necessarily like being in the right place at the right time but I guess in some ways it's like when you kind of stop looking like if you you were looking at the hair haircut <laughs> you're looking for the haircut for Jodie Kidd and then it kind of like took you in this it can be the most unlikely places whereas I think sometimes people think their sole purpose is in this neon sign and it's this like yeah. moment and this epiphany but it's just these kind of connecting of dots isn't it and following the breadcrumbs and when I look back I mean every single thing that's happened in my life I felt like was supposed to happen even tragedies I mean I I do believe in angels or guides and and I think like sometimes I just wasn't getting it and I wouldn't save myself and someone just plopped a thing down and said like Okay, is it gonna take a Jody kid or a color to get her to go to that? <laughs> Maybe that's what they're your guides. Well, yeah. like, we know we've got if, our way in is the hair. Like, <laughs> if we give her any other sign, she's not gonna get it. The hair, to get <laughs> the hairstyle. <laughs> and, and you know, I think to find your purpose, like I think that that Serato thing we were talking about is it's kind of the key to everything. Like, if from birth you are allowed to 
follow your intuition and your your um whatever was guiding you to do whatever you wanted or explore whatever you wanted and not be told that's stupid or no you have to do this it's you have to know all these different subjects in school and you have to do the you know um if we would find what we were meant to do but it's like all of these layers of um conformity and programming and um and then the doubt the self-doubt that comes with that when you go oh, I'm not good at anything well you're not good at things you hate mm, you yeah know, <laughs> you don't love doing um pointless so then on top of the being lost you're also like lacking confidence and you think you're you can't do shit and you're fuck up and um so there's just I think that like um so much of healing and um living is undoing things yeah, like definitely I think that very much that like in my work I always and I talk about this like the first time I heard um uh Michelangelo was asked how did you create the statue of David mm-hmm. that like example of it's like human perfection you've seen the statue of yeah. David like male perfection yeah. <laughs> just and he said it was easy I just removed everything that was not David and I went, oh my God, that's that's what I do. So rather than having to give you extra things to find what it is, you go, well, what's inhibiting you from, because I think we're all born with a purpose and we all have this calling and it's like, it's our soul wants to have an experience mm-hmm. and it's, it doesn't matter if it's that you're a bus driver or, you know, a line cook or whatever, mm-hmm. or you cure cancer. Yeah. But you are born with something and, um, you can get back to that by just removing the layers of stuff that's clouding clouding your clarity you know I think for some people as well like what they're good at is something that they do so naturally so it doesn't stand out to them so it's a bit like the washing detergent that you use all the time you stop smelling it so <laughs> like with our talents and those things we're like oh it's just what I do like that's just you know like we kind of brush it off but that thing that we're yeah. innately good at that we do without thinking is often the clues of what exactly. we're good, what our purpose is. Yeah. And then sometimes you're good at something that you're not meant to do. Like I was really good at being in commercial. <laughs> and um, I, how will I ever get out of this? I keep getting work. It, like, I guess I'll just be not as good. Or, but um, so there's that too. That, um, and then there's also a thing, and I think people are suffering from that a lot now because of social media where it's like they have an idea about what it be would be cool to do because of their personal branding like oh I'm gonna be a flower remedy practitioner that looks cool mm. and then I'll have that life yeah like no <laughs> you, you don't it's cool and you know like so I think a lot of people approach it from like like trying to reverse engineer a career and like I'll be that and then I'll just be that now and then who cares how to get there yeah. um because it looks good for like there's and that's a serato thing too of like not being secure enough in your identity mm. um to find out who you are you know yeah like with that thing where people see they also see like the shiny curated the finished end end product they don't see all the sleepless nights the long hours the sac- I say sacrifice because it's not so much a sacrifice because it's what you you love but the things that get put to the yeah. side because you're doing that yeah exactly and and like 
I think when you're finding what you love, you just do it without the thought of the outcome yeah. or, um, you know, you just did it. And then eventually this brand came and I was like, almost like by accident or, um, and, and I just keep following the crumbs. Like you just keep following mm. the crumbs that are left yeah. of like the next thing that you're inspired to do. That's fun. And then, oh, now look what I've done. Yeah, now I'm the same. <laughs> <Look what I'm laughs> because I'm sure that you probably get asked a similar questions like, how did you do it? What's the secret? How did you, you know, like, how did you get this opportunity? It's like, I was just being me. <laughs> I was just doing my thing, following the breadcrumbs. And I think that's what's magnetic rather than kind of, because you're just in that flow rather than, being like hungry for all the opportunities that disconnects you I think doesn't it yeah I actually have no hunger for opportunities <laughs> and I I dread like when I'm being offered stuff I go oh god um unless I just get a ping like no oh, this is good this is good yeah um but yeah um not seeking that out um but um and then so you had a similar thing with your career yeah and and then what so what did you do first like what was your first um when you left hairdressing what was the first healing thing you got into so when I well I was still hairdressing because I didn't have that belief that I could uh, begin I never saw it as a job so I was I had my Saturn return and had this kind of healing crisis, breakdown, straight breakthrough <laughs> time where I just got to this point where I was like, if this is what life is and me, the way that I feel about myself, like, what is the point? Like, what is the point? Like, and I don't want to feel like this in a, in the future because this is, this is tiring. And then I, what happened? I went to Burning Man and I thought I was going to have my spiritual awakening there. <laughs> Shakara no of course I didn't <laughs> but I came back kind of like yeah disappointed that I didn't have my spiritual waking but I went ended up going to see a psychic and I was talking to her about getting my chakras rebalanced I'd always been into crystals and the tarot but just for myself and like kind of dabbling in it and then I was talking about my getting my chakras rebalanced and then she just said no you're meant to be doing this She's like, you need, and because I was like, oh, you're talking about Reiki. And she's like, you know, you need to learn to do Reiki so that you've all, a, always got that tool. So you don't have to go to someone else to always have that healing treatment that you've got access to it yourself. So I was like, okay, cool. And then she was like, also come to my um, psychic circle, my spiritual development circle. So I started going to that and it just opened up so much for me because I'd never thought I was psychic. I was clearly empathic but I didn't understand what that was. And like when I was hairdressing, I'd be so drained because I was tuning in. Every All of my clients would always leave. Like, I feel so much better. Mm. <laughs> like, And I'm just like, oh, because I've like help. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I went to, had what happened? I went and had my first Reiki treatment and it just shifted everything for me. And I'd had like a long-term like eating disorder and I was already having therapy for it after the Reiki treatment, I, it just, my compulsion to do anything like binge and purge had just gone. And even my therapist was like, what's happened? Like the shift in you. And I was like, it could be the Reiki. <laughs> and it just, things just started opening up and I started opening up more psychically and was just got into that rabbit hole. Like I want to do all the workshops and read all the books and like to, develop this um 
these abilities and I'd kind of in a similar way to you like with the doctors like I, I I'd gone to the doctors I was like I'm really unhappy like I'm really depressed um I've got this long, long-term like eating disorder and I'm just this mess <laughs> like everyone else thinks I'm happy and this happy-go-lucky lucky person who goes traveling is really happy but inside I was like I hate myself I don't know how anyone likes me or wants to be around me and the doctor was just like well like take these antidepressants and I said to them like I'd I didn't want to do that because I've done it before and I didn't want to mask it. I wanted to get over it. I didn't want to press pause. I wanted to shift it. Cause I was like, don't, if I press pause, I've still got to deal with this at some point. And um, the doctor like, said to me, like, if you don't want to help yourself, I can't help you. And when, when they said that, I was like, well, this is why I'm here because I'm trying to help myself. But also it just made me realize that this is not, this, this door is closed. I need to go down yeah. like this, go through, what and what actually does help me like all of the spirituality meditation and all of that and then it's just kind of like gone from there I ended up going to Bali for two months to be an apprentice to a shaman there and like travel back and forth there a lot just absorbing all of the energy there and going to sorts of different workshops and learning different things and meeting different people and then it's just gone from there but similar to you I never thought that I would definitely never thought I'd be where I am now I just thought I was just doing it to heal myself. And then when I got back, people were like, can you do a treatment on me? And they're like, you've changed. Like, you're so happy. You're so relaxed. Like, you're different. Like, can, what have you done? Like, can you do that on me? And it just kind of like evolved and blossomed and just built gradually. Like I've never had like a five-year plan. Like even with my book deals, I never thought, I, like I was like, I can just about write a blog post. Like I didn't finish my GCSEs. Like I'm not a writer um and then like, th this opportunity came up and I was like well yeah like if I was going to do it I'd write a book about crystals and can be quite impulsive so I kind of say yes because if it feels like a yes I'll say yes and then yeah. and then think then work it out after <laughs> and then have like the imposter syndrome of like what am I doing um and then yeah it's just like gone from there but doing all these different things like you said you just know that feeling and all of those experiences that you have before where you've ignored your intuition, they're mm -hmm. blessings in disguise because they're lessons and opportunities. That feeling feels so raw when you've ignored your intuition and it's not going right so that you remember that and it's kind of seared <laughs> into your brain. So you're yeah. less likely to do that again because I think you realize, hang on, I was doing all these things to be happy or I was being with that person because I thought that would make me happy and I couldn't have been further yeah. from that. So exactly. I might as well go the other way and just see, because like, I think I've been going this route and I keep hitting my head against this wall thinking, oh, this time it'll be different. This time it'll be different. Yeah. But it's the same thing in a different disguise. And then, yeah, just yeah. everything shifted. Just, I think more, I think everything shifted when I just started saying yes to myself rather than saying yes to everybody else. Oh, yeah, that's, I like that. Mm. So so and then you wrote your book mm, yeah and then I wrote my um, book and then I let finally left hairdressing and um I don't know I find like book writing is quite consuming for me and so I'm kind of enjoying when I wrote the crystal code I think I'd learned so much in the process that I wanted a do-over like I wanted to do it again like but with what I knew now so I was like and I think I was in that honeymoon phase where I'd forgotten about how hard it was writing the book so I um yeah pitched the second book and then after I was like what was I thinking <laughs> I'm trying to promote my first book 
trying to write another book and like all of these things. So now I'm like not in a rush. I'd, I'd be, I'm open to writing another book at some point, but I'm not in a rush to like do it. I'm liking mm-hmm. the space to just have an idea. Yeah. Do you have an idea for the? Yeah, I think my next, I'm scared to say it in case my publisher's like listening and then they're like, are you ready? <laughs> but yeah, I think the next book would be about the tarot and um yeah just working with that because the tarot is the tool like as with crystals and as with the moon but the tarot is something that I use all the time and I, the more that I work with it with my clients and with myself and it's not just reading the card it's taking action on what that card is saying it's not like oh yeah that's a nice idea <laughs> that's nice like I really take action yeah I like that it's practical mm. because so many times reading and it might be even accurate but you're just like I don't know what to do with the yeah. information yeah yeah I always try and be mm. practical with my clients try and be practical whether it's like a book recommendation or do a thing because like you said sometimes it's like but what do I do with that like what that's nice or <laughs> I hope that comes true <laughs> um but for me like especially when I read for myself like I'll always like journal on the card and really dig deep on what that means and what I need to do with that and I think that's also just how the cards talk to me as well it's not just kind of like don't just look at us (laughs) don't just kind of nod in agreement but actually do what we're telling you because if you want the change like you've got to do things differently so like similar to us like with our kind of previous situations like nothing changes if nothing changes so we have to we have to kind of break off like, and go off track and and do that thing that maybe our intuition is calling us towards or that thing deep down we know we need to do but we don't know how we're going to do it or if we're good enough to do it or we've got the skills but there's something in that that's fantastic I, I just admire you for writing one book <laughs> um but I keep thinking I want to write yeah because you mentioned that in the Lexis and I was like yes when is this book coming out I have too many ideas and also because I'm also I'm I'm also a fiction writer and then I think about bringing that in like stories or I just have so many maybe I need to write three books to to, yeah (laughs) instead of trying to get it all in one thing yeah I'm not sure I'm not sure um yeah maybe well you know this would be a good time to maybe start exploring this Mm the book thing yeah but I think I know the way that I write is I try and make it more story kind of story like and more descriptive and from personal experience and I think that people resonate with that so much more rather than for example this flower remedy does like actually saying oh I I had I was in this situation this was what's going on people people resonate with the story more rather than the facts that's what I resonate Mm. with I mean, there's enough, in, that's the thing, because I went like, when people said, you should write a flower remedy book, I thought, there's enough information mm. out there. I don't need to know more about Serato. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, stories are more interesting. Mm. Yeah, and they're easier to write, I think. It's like, I, I, one of my things is I've learned, because at the beginning with the first book, I just had so so much writer's block, and then Ganesh saved my life. <laughs> And he says that that was the first one that started this whole our relationship yeah Ganesh uh, and me not being able to write my book and 
I took it and it just like was like something clicked because I think I'd already written it and I was struggling with the last I don't know if it was like the conclusion or something and I was even like what the what the fuck is this book about like what like I can't write this conclusion this is like I just don't know and then I took Ganesh and then I read and I said to my publisher can I do the edits go through it and then write the conclusion because I'm I'm stuck on this so I need to do something else like I can't keep hitting my head against this wall trying to make it happen so they were like okay do that and then I got it back and I was like this is shit (laughs) this is so dry because I'd written it in a way that I thought like I was looking at other books that people had written and in my head because I had imposter syndrome I was like they've got a book deal they clearly know what they're doing I don't so I need to write like them because they know what they're doing but I don't um but then that had resulted in a very dry book (laughs) that didn't sound like me and wasn't interesting and that kind of has made me just kind of like just I just had this complete fuck it moment I was like I've got nothing to lose I'm I'm on a deadline just just blah like what do I want this what do I want to like inject myself into this and how would I actually say that and one of the things for me when I'm writing it's like how would I say it how would I say it that makes it easier for me and it just is like I always come back to that but um yeah and then that shifted shifted things and that's why after that Cause I was like, Oh, can I do some more? My editor was like, no, you'll never be done with it. We've got, it's got to be what it is now. And I'd wrote, written the conclusion while I was taking Ganesh. And it was like, that was my favorite bit of the book because I just got into the flow of things. And, um, and then after that's why I was like, I want to write another book because I've got my, I've, I've got my thing now. Like I know what my process is. I know what my you, style is. So you didn't scrap like you read it and you didn't like it, but you didn't scrap it and start all over. I couldn't. You just <laughs> I couldn't. I was like on a deadline and they, I'd already had extensions and I was just like, that's what I mean. I was just like, I've just got to put myself into this as much as, as I can. Yeah. So using what I already had as kind of like the bones and then mm. putting the, the personality like into the, into the rest of it. Um, so yeah but like yeah because it took it I don't know my editors my publishers they always gave me like really short deadlines and then I was like can I have it I need a bit longer I need a little bit longer um and yeah like because I I don't know I thought that writing my second book would be easier but then that was actually in other it it was hard in its own way because then Mm -hmm. I felt like I had too much that I want on the other way or too much that I wanted to say but then breaking it down into a formula helped me because it's like what is the Mm -hmm. purpose of this like what needs to be in there so then it then then you can think oh maybe that could be an Instagram post instead or maybe if I had a podcast that would be the conversation that I'd have and kind of actually working out what goes in the book really helped me that's great I can't wait to read your book already so when are you going to start writing it (laughs) well I feel like when I, we get off this call, I feel like I want to start making notes. Like, because when you're talking, I, things the wheels are turning right as we speak. Yeah. So I think I should make a bottle of Ganesh. Yeah. <laughs> and start this. Yeah, <laughs> do it. I'm serious. I feel like I, I, something's happening right mm. at this moment. What well, um, what do you feel like like st- held you back from writing a book to this point? Just because you've got too much that you want to put into it too many ideas or no I think I'm kind of a Ganesh person like 
that was one of the first formulas I made because well, I made it for myself because um, I do have self-sabotage and I fear failure and I, I get easily distracted and I go off on tangents. You know, just, I have all the things that could stop you from creating um, a masterpiece <laughs> and um, like just doing mm. it, you know? And so I think, I, I think it's that mm. like, yeah, there's probably some fear and easily distraction, easy distraction. Those are the big yeah. things, but um, look, I've identified those things and now I can address yeah. them. And, um, and, and it's also making time. Like um, I used to go to, I go to Greece a lot. Mm. And I, when I used to go there before cell phone, before smartphones and computers and stuff, I would notice that if I was just left to my own devices in a room long enough mm. with nothing to do, <laughs> I will start. Writing. Yeah. And so, um, so much harder now, mm. like being, everything's being, yeah. you know, to vibrating. Um, and you feel like everyone knows that you're reachable and they won't even allow you to not return. Did you get my text? I texted you, uh. you know, that kind of <laughs> yeah. thing. You're not allowed to not be available. Mm. And it takes a lot of work to, um, not be available. Yeah. And so um, I'm going to try that. And just, I think if you just create the space for the thing you want to do yeah. that eventually it'll, it'll start happening. Yeah. yeah. You have Maybe. to, that's what you have to create the space for it to come in it's like otherwise like you've got a full table and you've got to clear that so yeah. that that new thing can come in because otherwise yeah, you exactly. can't fit it fit it in like is there a remedy for boundaries like what bound well, what remedy would you yeah. say for boundaries um others that i should be taking <laughs> now too you one pathos oh yeah i saw that which is you have you haven't tried it? tried it yet i saw it on um I think I saw it. I was thinking about it earlier because I was like, oh yeah, you got that one. But yeah, I'll check that one out. I'll send it to you. Aww. It's perfect for you. Um, and that's for, um, I mean, it says it's for empaths and people sensitives and, but, but um, so it's good for boundaries, like energetic boundaries, mm -hmm. which I definitely um, need help with. And also like emotional boundaries mm -hmm. and, you know, putting yourself first and stuff. So um, yeah, maybe I'll do that mm -hmm. one. <laughs> I know it's like yeah, a reverse consultation. <laughs> exactly. Well, I never get to do this with people. Um, in love is really good for boundaries. Um, but I feel like the other one is better. Mm. So I've taken yeah. um okay. unburden. Unburden's like one of my like go-tos when I'm just mm. feeling like I can't again, it's, I think a boundary thing of not being able to switch off and feeling like you need to be available for people and like loads of things to do. And I found with your, with the remedies, I don't know if I notice it so much, but when I start taking a new remedy, normally on day three, I'll have like this surge of like overwhelm and then it shifts. So it's like it all bubbles up and then it just shifts. Um, and it was yeah. interesting because I'd recommended um, them to one of your friends. So I'd ordered it ordered it from you in the US and they come to me and then I sent her hers I like how are you getting on she's like I'm feeling really emotional I was like are you on day three and she's like yeah and I was like I think it's a thing like because it, I think it brings it up and it shifts and she said I think she was taking on burden then and she had had the same result as me in the end where it was like I feel like I'm too chill now like I feel like I'm too not worried about getting work done <laughs> but I don't think it's well you know that 
people all they needed to continue that remedy. It's so interesting what happens. Like I have the same thing. So day three, there's a change. It can either be that uh, suppressed stuff comes mm -hmm. out or it can be that you just feel great. So something happens on day three <laughs> and then day 21, like mm. it's like you can mark your calendar that the shift yeah. happens. But what happened with her is that the person who needs unburden is very dutiful and responsible mm -hmm. and kind of conscientious and helps others and worries about other and they're responsible like and stressed all mm -hmm. the time. Um, that's their mindset. And so what happens is if you start healing that, but you haven't had a complete healing, you're almost a schizophrenic. You're both the mm -hmm. relaxed version of yourself and the person, the old you that <laughs> thinks they have to be always responsible and on duty yeah. that's judging. So we call it witness phenomenon where okay. there's, you know, we're at the same time, uh, you're, the, you're halfway through healing and the old you is looking at this new person uh, it's crazy. So usually I say just push through and like do another round because mm. um, you're just right there. It's a strange thing. Mm. Have you had that? Happen? I'm trying to think where I've had. I think I'm thinking actually that I've probably taken it, run out, thinking that it's done and I'm good. But I could have. But then I've ordered it again a few months later. So maybe if I'd have just done it again but not had that break then that process would have been continued like it would have been integrated right. it would rather than like more of a kind of sealed deal <laughs> yeah. and that's what's cool about these is like they're not meant to be taken forever like you know I take vitamin c from my whole life mm. every day <laughs> um but like with these things once you have the healing you don't backslide or lose the benefits, but you do have to take the remedy until it's kind of like done everything it can do. And usually what happens is um, you, you remove a layer. So like, say you took on burden, um, you would know when it's time to switch. Cause not only would you feel better and have like healed those issues of stress and responsibility mm -hmm. and overwhelm, but you would have a new, th usually what happens is a new <laughs> thing comes up. And it's almost like, it's like, um, you know, how you can tell the age of it, like the rings around a tree, you can tell how yeah. old it is. Well, I always think of that image because you, you remove the unburdened layer and then you're like, oh, now I'm easily distracted and self-doubting <laughs> and like, um, have no confidence. And then you're in a Ganesh state. And that might be from like, you could say, oh, I've been in that state for the last 10 years. And then you take Ganesh, right? And then for three months and then you're shy yeah and you go wow I was shy like from childhood until 10 years ago so it's almost like a time machine where you're you're working backwards in time mm. healing layers until you are just you yeah and um then you're taking remedies that are more for your like constitution and personality mm -hmm. um so it's fascinating like as you get yeah, like as peeling the layers back isn't it yeah, peeling the layers back. And then you, so I always recommend like doing the remedy until you don't have that issue anymore and something new comes mm. forward. And so sometimes <laughs> it's like one, sometimes it's three yeah. months. Well, I guess it depends on like how ingrained that that programming is. Exactly. And it isn't like sometimes it's going to take a little bit of work, but how hard is it? Oh, I'm going to have to take a few drops every day <laughs> to get rid of my thing. <laughs> yeah it's not hard and um 
Yeah. And usually the longer you've had something, the longer it takes mm. to go. Um, that's one thing. And uh, but I think even though it take, might take a whole bottle or two bottles, like the shift, like I was saying, you have the day three and then it shifts. Like you're already feeling, and that's why it's easy. And I think it's that classic, oh, I'm, I'm feeling better now. I'm just going to stop taking that. I don't need it. But that's when you need to keep going to integrate it. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And like, don't take it if you really don't want to. Like, you, usually I will, um, for, I'll lose my bottle or forget to take it when I'm mm-hmm. kind of done with something. And I just, it's weird too, because like, when I really like a remedy, I just, it's always in my eyesight. I just, there it is, there it is, there it is, and my bottle. Yeah. And then as soon as I'm done, it's like, where's that fucking bottle? <laughs> and then I'll look everywhere for it, and I look in my purse, and I can't find the bottle. And then I'll look again, and it's where I looked before. What? Where it's just like, it was invisible. Mm. It was, it's strange how that happens, but... But do you think that's like I think that's similar with crystals though you you kind of have crystals near you and you're like oh that energy and it supports you and then you lose it or it breaks and it's hard it's devastating because yeah. you're like oh like my precious like golem <laughs> but it's because you you're done with it that you don't need that anymore yeah. but you wouldn't have let it go because otherwise then it becomes a crutch mm-hmm. and then that goes then that's not supporting you then when it's a crutch because it's the opposite then isn't it because then you're reliant yeah but I don't that sounds like maybe you're being too hard on yourself Mm. like um like when you take a pacifier away from a baby yeah you know oh crystal crutch that's a great product idea crystal crutch you get older yeah older people can you imagine like with a crystal handle or mm, something? That would be really cool. Um, really cool. What are your favorite crystals right now? Mm, so I am working with um, a, this one called, uh, it's like optical calcite. Um, and I led a like full moon thing the other night and I, I was like saying everyone connected with their crystals or their rings for a ritual. And then I had chosen that and was like, right, we're all going to meditate. Well, you don't have to, but because like, the mission, if you choose to accept, is to meditate with your crystal every day for the next 21 days and see how you feel on the other side. Because I used to do that. And mm-hmm. when I used to lead crystal workshops, I used to um, like, would just I would just work with that one crystal for a whole month before the workshop so that I would mm-hmm. intimately know the energy and really kind of channel it and connect it with it and look at life through the perspective the lens of that crystal and so much would come through for me like the shift that even when I even when I was having meetings about my book deal and I was still hairdressing didn't want to be there and I was having meetings about the book and my publishers and my agent were like this book is happening we need the proposal like it within like not like in a few over like in less than a week Mm-hmm. and I was like oh my god how am I gonna do it and I was like right, try and do that in between working at the salon and doing those things and I was meditating with citrine which is what I, I call it um like the patron crystal for people pleasers and procrastinators oh. so I was meditating with citrine all the time and I was like meditating with citrine I was like citrine what do I do and citrine was like phone in sick and I was like no citrine like that's like surely that's my ego like surely that's not citrine and my higher self telling me to phone in sick so that I can do this proposal and I like kept me and I was like, finally, I was like, no, no, no. So I was like staying up late, trying really hard to get everything done. And it still wasn't done like the night before the deadline. 
And in the yeah. end, I was like, I've got a choice. What am I saying yes to? Like, this is what is one of the things that comes up for me with Citrine is like, how many yeses are you saying to yourself compared to how many yeses you're saying to other people? And with Citrine at the time, it's like, am I saying, do I want to say yes to the book deal or yes to being stuck at the salon? So I need to phone in sick because I want I need to set and say no to the salon and yes to the um yes to the like getting the pitch proposal sorted so I phoned in sick felt super anxious about doing it because I was like I'm lying I'm like letting people down like this is really bad like I'm not even ill um and I had so much guilt um and they were like it's fine like we'll sort it out and then I like the rest of the proposal just downloaded and it was like super easy, got it done, sent it over. But then I just felt really guilty the rest of the day. I think I made myself feel ill because I'd like wound myself up so much about it. And then when, when I spoke to the girls, they were like, oh, you only had one client in anyway and your other clients, well, no, you had your, your client, what was it? I can't remember, basically everyone was happy to cancel and I didn't have that many clients, so clients in. And I think if I'd have gone, oh my, I don't know. Anyway, I just knew that if I'd have gone in, I wouldn't have been busy. Mm-hmm. I'd have had, they'd have made me stay there all day, not doing any clients. And I would have been so frustrated because in the back of my head, again, I would have been like, I should have, I should have phoned in sick. Why didn't I phone in sick? But because I was working with citrine and because I kept meditating and it kept coming through, I was like, yeah, this is what needs to happen. And then I got the book deal and then I got to leave the salon and I think it's in that moment it's like what are you saying yes to when you meditate with the crystal are you literally like holding it in your hand yeah like a lot of the time like sometimes like I will um often I'll have it in my hand depends how big it is sometimes if they're really big I'm not (laughs) gonna hold it but sometimes I'll have it in my hand or like lay it somewhere on my body or in front of me and then really simply I just imagine like the I just breathe its energy in so imagine like that color of the crystal like filling my body like all the way from the top of my head down through my body down through my legs like all down my arms and just feel myself really filling up the energy of the crystal and then uh, sometimes I'll just like in soak that energy up and sometimes I'll talk to the crystal and ask it like questions of like what's coming up um but then also like for me the meditation with the crystal happens in my day-to-day life where I'm like if I was this crystal what would I do because I've chosen this crystal for a reason like I've chosen that crystal for its superpowers and its wisdom and each crystal like I always say like crystals are like cosmic life coaches so they all have their own kind of perspective on different things and like so I was like what would that crystal tell me to do what would that crystal do so it's like how can I be more like that crystal and that's when the shifts happen and before I used to be like such a crystal hoarder I mean I still have got lots of crystals but I don't buy I don't buy new crystals in the same way because before I'd be like over prescribing I need this I need that I need this to fix my life but working with just one crystal consistently in that way I would have so many more shifts in that that space of time than I would have if I just had all these other crystals just passively around me and then I would turn into Gollum because I'd be like my precious like we've been through so much like you're so wise that you've helped me like tap into myself um and then I'd have another workshop and it would be another crystal and I'm like oh that separation anxiety but then work with another crystal and then that crystal would be like the best crystal ever in the world (laughs) and the the cycle would repeat so interesting let me ask you this. What do you think of um, a sapphire that is a lilac-y, like, We've lilac We've talked about gray. this before. I've completely forgot. 
Oh, but you messaged me about this years ago. I know. This is crazy that I haven't acquired one Mm. yet. But will you remind me? Did you, did you, did it come to you in a dream or is it that you've just seen it? No, it came to me in a dream where I was told by this angel or some (laughs) guy I needed to get this. And like, basically it really felt like you better get this, get something, get this done. And like, uh, why am I not doing, I'm on the verge of buying a Mm. ring or doing something. It feels like it be a ring. Yeah. I don't really remember other jewelry, Um, but just remind me really quickly. Indulge me. So with um, with Sapphire, that's really, it's Sapphire um, Sapphire's associations, and also it's like the blue of your branding. No, but it was. It's like a grey one, it, but Sapphire makes me think of that blue. Oh yes, that blue. It is. But yours is blue. more grey. So specific. Like she had this divining tool with different gems on it. It was a little ball. She was rolling it around like to figure out which one and she stopped on a blue like that and then she went no and then she turned it some more and mm. it was this not not lavender not gray but it's somewhere in between like mm. the way a moonstone look um oh, like a so, bit iridescent then what is it but like iridescent like you know when it shimmers or more gray it was it was raw i didn't see it as like faceted or shiny mm. um but it was you could see through it a little bit like a moonstone, mm. like a kind of raw gem, um, grayish purple, grayish light. The mm. word lilac was in. I'm going. Oh, look! So I have got a little bit of. So because raw sapphire, like not the gemstone quality, can be more gray-like and more purple-looking. Oh. Like it's more du- uh-huh. like dusty. So the gemstone version, like like is like that. But raw sapphire, yeah, can be, it's more like, like more opaque. So the light doesn't uh-huh. travel through it in the same way. Um, but it can be more, yeah, more gray purpley. It's just fine. It's just finding that that one, isn't it? Because they all, all yeah, it's so unique. So it's the cut and where it's come from. And if it's a slightly different mixture of composition. So, so sapphire in general, what do you think? Um, communication and self-expression so writing and like intellect and channeling and sharing what you know and retaining information and sharing all of that so it's interesting <laughs> okay you know I've got a whole list of things to do after we get off this one this is great yeah I'm gonna make you know, a book and I'm going to get that sapphire yeah yeah you have to let me know because yeah you could easily get it made into jewelry into a ring yeah and then choose sure. which finger I'm, because all of your fingers mean different things don't they so maybe have it on your jupiter that one that's what i was thinking yeah jupiter is that what you think yeah i have stopped your middle finger i think is your mars or saturn but it's more heavy uh-huh. going so now i'm like no i don't try i avoid wearing rings on my middle fingers but your um in your index finger is like your Jupiter finger, which is good for like asserting yourself, but also expansion and luck. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, all of the fingers, my friends are part, my friends, the palmists and like, yeah, they all mean different things. I've got it in, I've written about it briefly. What is the, I can't remember. Finger on the right? I can't remember. That's okay. I just chose like, I was like Jupiter, luck, expansion. That's the only finger I need to know. <laughs> that one and the definite no. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Too. But also, and I think, okay. oh no, Pinky, I think is writing. Pinky is Ooh, Mercury, I, I like think. 
Do you think that when you have a pinky ring, you look like you're in the mafia? No, I love it. I had a pinky ring last year and then I lost it. And then I, it was, it was gold plated. And because it was gold plated, I loved it so much. I was really good at like taking off because I kept, because I didn't want to ruin it and get it knocked. But then because I did that, I lost it. And then I was like, I'm going to, it was like a signet. Yeah. It was a signet ring with, it was from a designer, a British designer called Rachel Emerson. And it was like a lunar ring. So it had a moth and like a little moon on it, but she does sapphire. She does sapphire. I think she does sapphire. I'll send them to you on Instagram. (laughs) I'll DM them to you. But I, I loved having, there's something about it. That I think pinky rings pinky. I think are really cool okay but they would be pinky me pinky or pinky or index so I'm sure it's mercury or jupiter fingers they're my like yes definite but okay I love it the different ones I can't remember the other. they're the they're the only ones I care about <laughs> yeah, that makes sense mm. okay so the question that I ask everybody um on the podcast is if you could go to another phase in your life and it could be to enjoy it or to give yourself a message. What would it be? When would it be? Gosh. Um, there's so many times I want to go back. I've been so nostalgic lately and I never used to be. Um, I mean, the less philosophical part of me would want to go to this point where I was like very, very, uh, whole and integrated and like in my power before a lot of shit happened Mm -hmm. to me and just say like listen to your intuition that's really the message Mm -hmm. I would tell myself back then and then I thought well then would I not have had all the experiences that I needed to have to learn everything I know now to be a healer Mm -hmm. I don't know that I would have learned what I needed to know Mm -hmm. I might still be an actress (laughs) doing commercials (laughs) No, but I'd be now like my career would be I'd be looking at getting some work done on my face because you know like I don't know I don't know but like that was the first thing that came to mind mm. I always think and, you know where you wear your seat belt get yeah. that seat belt fixed mm. before your head on collision wow. head injury you know maybe that mm. like I would like to not have had a head injury mm. that still bothers me today. Right. so maybe that yeah not very it's not very like exciting but some of the I think from asking people this question in the podcast I think as well like those messages when when you go back to that moment it's also a message that you need now yeah like listen to your intuition you know where yeah because there'll be times now and in the future where it's going to keep happening right where we have choices and discern discern especially now Mm. I think yeah, my instincts are saying a lot of things right now. Mm. Like move to, where should I move to? You know. Do you know where Portugal, you'd want maybe? to move to? Oh, Portugal, nice. Um, well, I love Greece um, and I've been drawn to Ireland, but I'm not sure now. Mm. Like I'm, I'm very much like um, opening myself up to the, the oracles around and seeing what comes in because it feels like something is going to shift mm. I think for some people but yeah I think yeah. this year is just making us reevaluate how we want to live our lives yeah it is what's important mm. to you well it's taught us what we need as well like okay I can't live without this this and this yeah. or I will not tolerate this this and this <laughs> yeah. definitely 
Would you take sole purpose for that one then? Yes. However, um, I'm noticing that like, I've never ever since I've started this product line gotten any messages like I took this and I feel worse now or, Mm. you know, but since this, um, uh, what's the word like lockdown, um, I've been getting strange messages, especially with sole purpose where people have said like, I feel anxious since taking sole purpose or I feel really angry. So and I know this. I know this to be possible because, because um, I had um, an experience like that early on when I was still acting, and I took wild oat, which is one of the ingredients in there. Mm-hmm. And wild oat is the remedy. It's the compass, and it's to help you figure out what you want to do in your life. Big choices. So where to live, what to do as a career. Part, who you should be with like really why you're here in this lifetime hmm. and if you take that when you're in the shittiest job that you hate or in the worst relationship or in a in a town you don't want to be in and or you, you're not allowed to leave hmm. um you know then um you're going to feel so frustrated and it's going to bring up everything that's wrong and it's like maybe not the best time to do it hmm. so that's the only one lately that like I've been concerned about like mm. I mean sometimes there that's why like in healing there's two ways two ways to treat people mm-hmm. one is you know say someone's in an abusive relationship and they're they're so unhappy do you give them a remedy that that's going to make them stand up for themselves and leave and fight back or you know and risk whatever might be the fallout of that or do you give them a remedy that's like for harmony and relationships and tolerance and like, so that they can stay maybe a little longer mm. until they figure out what to do. Cause there, you can do both. And so, and you have to be really clear with that person about what, what they want mm. to happen. Cause it's not for us to say like, to judge, like she should get away from yeah. that asshole <laughs> and like watch this, <laughs> you know? So I don't know, like I'm kind of scared to take sole purpose now because I might just like up and leave and I don't know, I might do something crazy. Um, So I have to be practical right Mm. now, you know. Yeah, especially with everything that is going on because like you said, we're restricted in so many ways and maybe knowing our, I don't know, I think we're always living our sole purpose anyway. Like we don't Mm -hmm. need, but I think sometimes when we have that clarity, like I know, when I was like, still hairdressing like and I knew what I wanted to do like I knew I wanted to do healing and I knew I wanted to do, read the tower of people and hold moon ceremonies but I couldn't like I had to do a job like I had to pay the bills like I, my business wasn't in that position yet and that's so frustrating yeah. and can create so much anxiety and so much resistance because you're not where you want to be and not where you think you should be yeah. rather than like learning to be okay with where you are and trusting that you'll get there like you will get there yeah yeah and, and I don't want to just like be complacent and um apathetic and you know not react to what's going mm. on but um but maybe in a, in a month or so the sole purpose mm. would be good to because I think um I'll be ready for some incoming messages then on that front mm. you need to start writing I'm doing first. some more doing more what yeah I'll start writing. 
recon, you know, I mean, I'm collecting um, reports from people about where is good to live. And so, yeah, I think it will, it will come through as well next year. I feel like for you. Yeah, I have dreams and um, like if I just start listening to my dreams and writing them down, mm -hmm. I usually get everything dreams. So there's that too. And oh, flower remedies, I'm not sure, you must have this with crystals, but flower remedies really enhance dreams. And you'll often have dreams that are like themes, theme dreams, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, that relate to what you're taking, mm. you know? Yeah. Pretty amazing how you can unlock parts of your hard drive in your brain and just bring up a file. Yeah. That's what it feels like is happening. Yeah. You know? Yeah, my, my dreams have been so vivid lately. Like, really weird. Like some of are them are like, them no, I'm not. Like I need to, I, I wake up and I meditate and then I usually journal. Um, but by the time I've started meditating, I've forgotten about the dream. So I think I might need to start doing it the other way around. But sometimes I'll write the dream down. Yeah, no, I never remember unless I do it right when I wake mm. up. So. And I think when you write that, I know when I've done it before, because I was trying to learn how to lucid dream and then... I was doing it and you know every time I was writing it down I was like this makes no sense like this is so weird but then when you do it consistently you're like whoa this is coming up I think it was about food there was always like a food thing going on in uh -huh. it like but it wasn't about food it was what it was representative of and the different oh, things going I thought what was it about food I'm trying to think I think it was when I was still hairdressing actually so maybe it was still about food then but it was just how it just kept coming through in different ways um yeah I have a theory about food um that it relates to the mother mm. and your relationship with the mom and nourishment because that's the first the first connection to her mm. is like being fed yeah or not oh yeah fed if you weren't you know what do you think yeah I've never thought of it in that way the connection with the mother and food and being fed never thought of it and yeah like, like eating disorders and nourishment and breast milk and relation uh, femininity mm. and, and and yeah and feeling fulfilled like emotionally filled up um that we get in childhood from the mom mm. I'm gonna right so uh, my homework <laughs> is to write down my dreams your homework is to take Ganesh <laughs> Get, find your yeah, sapphire. sapphire. <laughs> yeah. And there was something else, yeah, wasn't there? I'll listen back to it. I'll remind you when I've listened back. <laughs> and send you some pathos. That'll be easier than the, writing the book. <laughs> yeah, so first step. <laughs> yeah, you'll love that one. Mm. Know it. Yeah, because I thought, when did you bring that out? Last year? No, just um, this year, oh, like the beginning during of yeah May. Mm. I don't know. I'm just throwing that out yeah, there. I've lost track. I've got no concept of time. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, maybe May or June. June, June, June. <laughs> and, um, yeah, it's a good one for right now mm. because even people who aren't empaths, it's so bright right here. Even people who aren't empaths. You'd have to be just heavily medicated to not be feeling the energy of yeah. and the suffering, like the mass anxiety. There's the anxiety is building because it's just it's growing. The more people are anxious, the more it's growing mm. and it's spread. And so I think that that is the one for right now. I feel like for everybody, 
Mm. Do, who I'm trying to think like, I haven't seen it maybe that's why I haven't tried it because the people that sell it in the UK haven't don't stock it oh really I think I think oh, I haven't mm, yeah <laughs> people need this because I was thinking because it's is it Amelia Noir Wild Wilder Botanicals a UK stockist yeah Wilder they're great and they're um they should have a bunch in right now mm. and then you know I'm sad because Remind Studios uh, the meditation studio mm. used to have like a whole line yeah. almost and then I don't know what's going on with them but they were kind of like my London distributor yeah. they were just I could always send people there but um they haven't ordered lately so I'm not sure if they're closed or yeah I don't but know. um yeah why is good and they're they're in London mm. have you been in there no I haven't because well so I had I was listening, so I was just before lockdown or the day before lockdown happened again here, I was listening to you on Alexi's podcast again. And then I was like, oh, wait, I need to get a potion. I need to get a potion. Like, which one should I get? And I couldn't decide. And I was like, who's got them in London? And I'd seen that Wilder did. But then I think I kind of like ran out of time and I couldn't decide. And I was like, I don't know if I can go in the shop anyway, so I'll get it online. And then I just couldn't decide because I was like, do I get Unburden again? Do I get Ganesh? Like they're the ones that I kind of go back to. I was like, I don't need personal mm-hmm. assistant because I've got an assistant now. So she's she's just being her and making me feel better. And yeah, then, yeah, so that's like that. And then, um, but yeah, maybe it's like pathos that I need, but they didn't have that. Maybe that's the one. I will send. Thank you. Awesome. Can't wait to try it. Yeah, and I'll do like, a, I'll do, so do you reckon, would you recommend, well, I mean like a journal anyway, but would you recommend doing like, a diary as I'm taking it to see to write things down well I like to take notes and mm. stuff but but also like you don't have to but it's kind of cool um but maybe like once you start feeling it working mm. and um it's interesting especially with this particular remedy because um it addresses a lot of like patterns that might be just inherent in your nature that aren't like the other stuff I was talking about that's kind of like removing layers and healing and getting to who you are. Mm. This actually is who you are. Like it's very much about um, a personality type mm. and a soul type. So it's going to be very deep acting. And then, and likely these patterns will have been in place for your whole life. And yeah. so when you start feeling a shift into positive version, um, you it's going to be kind of remarkable. Wow. Can't wait. <laughs> Yeah, because I'm because sometimes I have bought them at the beginning of lockdown. I bought a few from you. That was that was definitely on burden that I got then. And then what was the other one? But yeah, um, and then I think I was like, I'll try and get them in. I'm impatient, so I was like, I don't want to because sometimes it can take a little while to come over from the US. And I think there was issue because of lockdown that it took yeah. a little while for them to come. But I also mm-hmm. think that they come at the right time as well. Like they do come when you need yeah. them. Yeah, and maybe things have been fixed a little bit, and things are picking up mm. with postals yeah yeah but I think yeah everything's back to back on track it was when everything was like a shit show yeah but it's all back the on technical. track yeah <laughs> well it's so nice to talk to you yeah it was I'm so getting good like- to- yeah you got the light <laughs> so chasing you around the room um but thank you I like I've loved talking to you so much thank you so much for like being up for being my guest on here and you're like my last guest of this series so I feel like it feels really special 
Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah, I I absolutely loved visiting with you. Um, we'll talk soon, mm-hmm. and I will report back to you with my book pages. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll let you know, and I'll okay. I'll send you a picture of the sapphire I've got as well because I think it's like the right kind of I said I'll send it to you okay I'll speak to you later (laughs) thank you bye thank you so much for listening to this episode of another phase oh I can't believe that this is the end of the series I feel a little bit emotional about it but I really do believe that we are going out on a high with this one and I definitely recommend checking out Alexis's flower remedies that you'll find them on alexissmart.com so if you do try any of them like let me know how you get on with it and yeah like I cannot wait to receive pathos like I'll keep you in the loop with that as well I'll probably talk about it on Instagram if you have been enjoying this podcast which If you're listening to me talking now, then I'm presuming you are because you've got this far. Please do leave a review on Apple Podcasts or anywhere else that you can leave a review if you haven't already. I know that I've said this before, but I will say it again. Like when you leave a review, please know that I will be doing a happy dance and that the reviews really do help me grow this podcast. All you need to do is write a few words about what you've loved about this series so that we can spread the word, but also so that I can know what you are liking so that I can make sure that there's more of that in series two, because you can bet that there will be a series two. I'm not sure exactly when, but I'm already missing recording these conversations and I've got a little list of people that I would love to have on this podcast for season two so fingers crossed they're up for it and yeah I'm looking forward to it already even though it's not even happened or it's not even a thing but yeah this series might be wrapped up but like I'll still be around like you can find me on Instagram at Tamara Dreesen underscore so we can stay in touch there I'm currently working with my assistant Georgie to create an online library for the podcast with all of the show notes and links and videos of the conversations which haven't uh, like haven't been released yet so stay tuned for that I honestly don't know if I'd ever got around to getting this done if it wasn't for Georgie but like yeah I think it's going to be so worth it because I really want these conversations to feel like a resource for you so even though those bits aren't live yet like at the time of recording this these podcast episodes are here for you so like come back to them whenever you need to like if you want a little pick me up or a little pep talk or just some kind of inspiration or to revisit a concept um, and take notes like please do make the most of these conversations and yeah like let's kind of stay connected like just so you know that I am available for tarot readings via zoom and I'm planning some online events and courses so that there are other ways for us to keep the magic flowing. Thanks again for listening and telling your friends about another phase too. And if you have rated the podcast or left a review, thank you so much. Oh, oh, I don't want to say goodbye and this series to be over, but I'll see you on Instagram. I will see you on Instagram, won't I? Yeah. (laughs)